Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16, and found on pages 969. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning all. Before we begin, uh, shall I pray? Uh, Let's just pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, It is just amazing and wonderful. And we ask that now as we have a look at what it says, you will change all of our hearts here, that we will all be drawn closer to you by it. Amen. Amen. Uh, I put some sermon outlines in the notices, so uh, if that helps you, then you can follow along with that. And yeah, if you want to have a reminder for the sermon, maybe use it as a bookmark, then that's there for you. Now, a couple of weeks ago at Bible study, I was down to make supper, or what's it called? Dinner. Yeah, I'm still confused. Some of the names are different. But I, so I had to cook a meal for five-ish people, and that was new for me, so I figured I would copy Steve, and I made some chili con carne. It was the first time, so I didn't really know what I was doing, but Steve had given me instructions, and I also looked at Google, so I was set. Went to Sainsbury's, got the things, came home, put it in a pot, stirred it. It was looking edible. I was so excited. It was great. Um, and then I tasted it, and it was a bit bland, which surprised me. I put some spices in, but it was still a bit bland. Uh, but then I realized, I always see my mom putting salt in everything, so I guess that should help. So I chucked a bit of salt in, gave it a stir, waited a bit, then tasted it again, and suddenly it was so much more full of flavor. It was amazing. Salt is very cool. And actually, in our passage today, we are like salt, which is kind of surprising. It's not something that often gets said, but in the same way that the salt gave flavor to that big bowl of chili con carne, which was pretty good for a first time. It wasn't great, but it was pretty good. Nobody died, so I was happy about that. Um, But in the same way, as salt gives flavor, we actually give flavor as well. So let's have a look. Jesus is teaching his disciples up on the mountain, and this is what he says uh, in verse 13. He says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So the point here is that we are the salt of the earth. Kind of strange language to use, but it says we are the salt of the earth. And the point here is that in the same way that salt brings fullness and flavor to a big bowl of chili con carne, we as Christians, if you are here and you are a follower of Jesus, if you are his disciple, if you are a child of God, then you are the salt of the earth. We are the ones that bring flavor to the world. 
It's amazing. They bring not just the flavor, not our flavor, not at all. Because God made us the salt. He made us the salt of the earth. So we bring the flavor of God to the whole world. And the way that we bring that flavor is through showing His goodness, showing what God is like to the whole world. Through good deeds, through loving others, and through the overflow, the aboundness of the taste of God that we have as Christians by just showing that to everyone around us. So, if you are a Christian here today, if you are a follower of Jesus, then you are the salt of the earth. And so, be salty. We are salty. And so we are going to be doing good deeds. We're going to be showing what God tastes like, showing His goodness, showing His love to everyone around us as we go around. So we are the salt of the earth, so let's be salty. And then the next thing he says is quite shocking um, in light of having just called us the salt of the earth because he gives us a warning, quite a stark warning. Have a look at uh, verse 13 again. So he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. If you have a vacuum cleaner that stops vacuuming, you throw it away and you buy a new vacuum cleaner. If you have salt, you chuck it in the pot and it doesn't have any saltiness in it, you throw that salt away because it's not working and you buy some new salt. And this is the same picture that's used here. If we are the salt of the earth and we're not being salty, then we're not good for anything. We're useless. And so the message is, keep being salty. We are salty. God has saved us. He's adopted us. He has made us his children. And so we must keep living as God's children. We must not lose our saltiness. And then Jesus changes his illustration. He moves from salt to light. And in verse 14 he says this, You are the light of the world. A city set up on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we are the salt of the earth. We must go. We must be salty. We mustn't lose our saltiness. And now here, he changes it. And he says, we are the light of the world. Which is a bit surprising. I don't know if there's any surprise there that catches any of us. But it surprised me when I read it for the first time. Because often we hear that Jesus is the light of the world. We know that Jesus is the light of the world. But that's not what it says here. It says, you are the light of the world. We, Christians are the light of the world. This is surprising. How can this be? Jesus is the light. I'm sure of this. Well, John 8 verse 12 helps us a bit here. I'll just read that for us. It says, Again, Jesus spoke to them, and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's beautiful. A transformation has taken place. Jesus is the light of the world, and we were in darkness. He came. And he brought us out of darkness, and he filled us with his light. And so now he can say, as he does, that now we are the light of the world. Not because we have any goodness, not because we have any light in us, no. He filled us with his light, and so now we are the light of the world. It's a beautiful transformation. I just get really excited. It's fantastic. Therefore, if you are following Jesus, if you are his disciple, then you are filled with his wonderful, glorious light. And so shine. Let your light shine. It's kind of like a lamp. I mean, we have them over here, and you'll probably have one next to your bed at home. 
you buy a lamp, and I don't know about here, but back home they don't come with light bulbs. You've got to buy those separate. You put it on your desk, and it doesn't do anything. There's no light coming out of it. You have to put the light bulb in it. And then the light comes out of the light bulb and through the lamp. And then the light fills the whole room. In the same way, we are like the lamp. We need the light of Christ to be put in us. And then we can light up the whole world with the goodness of God. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture. So, as the light of the world, let your light shine. Let's go and let's do good deeds. Let's fight for those who need justice. Let's love those who need love. Let's fill the world with the light of God. Fill the world with the goodness of God by living it out through good deeds. And then Jesus says uh, in verse 14, let's shine because our good works can't be hidden. If we're going to go out and we're going to shine as lights of the world, the way that we're going to do this is through our good works. The way that we show our saltiness, the way that we show our light is through doing good works in the world. So look with me at verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. It is impossible for us to hide our good works from the public eye. It is impossible for us to go out and to hide the fact that we are the light of the world. So, as the goodness of Christ flows out of us, people are going to notice. As we go out and as we feed the hungry, as we help the sick, as we clothe those who need clothes, those who need clothes, as we're there for those who are hurting, as we bring hope to people in jail, people will notice. And it'll be just as obvious as fireworks at New Year's. People see it and they go, that, that's fireworks. They'll see us doing our good works and they'll go, wow, that's the light of God. And we'll see more of that a little bit later. Therefore, if people are going to see us living as light, as light in the world, if people are going to see us doing these good deeds, if they're going to see it anyway, we might as well just go for it. We might as well just go for it and shine as brightly as we like if people are going to notice anyway. So when you see someone who's hungry, feed them. If you see someone who's, who's sick, visit them and help and care for them. If you see someone who, who needs some love in their life, love them. If you see someone who needs help, help them. If the public eye is going to see us shining for God through good works, they're going to see us, then we might as well just go for it and show them how brightly the light of God shines. So, we are the light of the world. So let your light shine. It's beautiful. It's such freedom. It's great. And then Jesus says this. Let's shine because our good works shouldn't be hidden. We've, he's already said that they can't be hidden, like fireworks and New Year's. And now he says that they shouldn't be hidden. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set up on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But they put it up on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. If you buy a lamp, and you take it home, you put the light bulb in, you turn it on, it's great. It fills the whole room with light. Then take a basket and you put it on top of it, maybe the washing basket, it blocks off all the light. That's silly. That defeats the point. It's a great illustration that Jesus uses here. In the same way, as we shine the light of God into the world, it shouldn't be hidden. Because the purpose is for us to show the light of God, the love of God, the goodness of God into the world. We are the light of the world. Don't put a basket on top of yourself. Let your light shine. Go out, do good deeds. Show people the goodness of God. It's great. So we are light. So go out and shine. And then Jesus says we should shine because amazingly, as we shine for God, as we go out and as we show people his goodness through good deeds, 
it shows non-Christians who our Father is. It shows non-Christians our Father. Have a look at verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We shine so that non-Christians will see our good works and praise God because of it. It's amazing. As we go and as we do good deeds, as we show people the goodness of our Father, they will see God and they will end up praising Him because of it. This means that our good works are a way of showing non-Christians God. So let's go for it. Let's do good works so that everyone around us, whether it be friends, family member, so that everyone around us can see what our Father is like by just letting the goodness that He has given us out. So let us, we are light. We are the light in the world. So let your light shine. And then if somebody asks us that great question, why do you do all these good works all the time? Why do you do all these things? Then we can say, because I'm a follower of Jesus. And then, if they're willing to listen, we can say, do you mind if I tell you how I became a follower of Jesus? And then you can tell them your testimony. Tell them why you're a Christian, how you became a Christian, how Jesus saved you out of darkness and adopted you and brought you into his family and then filled you with his light. And now we, we just show that to everyone around us. It's amazing. It's an evangelistic light that we shine so that people will see God. So, we are the salt of the earth, so don't lose your saltiness. We are the light of the world, so let your light shine. And so now, as we wake up tomorrow morning, knowing that we are salt, in the earth, salt of the earth, knowing that we are the light of the world, what are some practical ways that we can go out and shine this light into the world? Well, I'm going to steal a line from an oldish children's movie. Um, the line is, see a need, fill a need. As you see a need in society, fill it. If you see someone who's hungry, give them food. If you see someone who's lonely, be their friend. If you see someone who's in need of prayer, pray for them. Pray with them. Tell them, I'm praying for you, brother. I'm praying for you, sister. How's that going? If you see someone who maybe needs a father figure in, your, in their life, and you can be that father figure, then do that. If you see someone who needs a, a mother figure or a granny figure, go out do that. Be that person in their life. If you see something that needs doing in the church or at your workplace or at home, do it. If you see a need, fill it. Shine your light. Let it shine. But we do know that the world's messy, that often seeing a need and then filling it could involve risk for ourselves. It could mean risking your job if the need is justice or truth to be told. It could risk your finances. It means helping someone who's in a financial bind. It could mean risking your time, meeting up with someone, praying for them. It could mean risking your emotions, being walking the long road of healing through someone who's alone. It could mean risking your relationships if truth needs to be said and people aren't going to like that. If you see something unjust in your building or at work and you know that, that truth needs to be said, do you let your light shine? If you see a fellow Christian who's living in sin and you see that he, needs to be, he or she needs to be lovingly rebuked, do you let your light shine or do you hide it under a bowl? Or even more difficult, if you see a non-Christian friend or family member who's making a sinful choice, do you let your light shine, take them out to a coffee and chat it through or do you hide your light under a bowl? Do you 
rein in your saltiness. The reason that we were warned against losing our saltiness is because that's going to be our natural tent. We're going to, the world doesn't like it when we are salty often. And so we're going to want to hide our saltiness. In the same way, the reason that we're told not to hide our light under a bowl is because that's often what we want to do. Often we're going to want to hide our light away so it doesn't offend anyone or interrupt with our daily routine. And that's why we're commanded not to do that. We are light, so we should go out and shine. The world is full of needs. Some of them are big and complicated and too much for us, but some of them are simple. As simple as picking up a piece of litter, or as simple as saying, hey, you're okay. Do you need a hug? Is there anything I can pray about for you? The Bible's message here is clear. We are the light of the world. And then it's saying, let your light shine. God's not asking us something that we don't have or something that we can't do. It's who we are. If you are a Christian, if he has saved you out of darkness and brought you into his family, then he has filled you with his light. It's who you are. And he's just saying, let it out. Let your light shine. And if you're here today and you haven't asked God to forgive you, if you haven't come to him and said, God, I'm in darkness, please rescue me, then I would urge you to do that today. Because he is the God that does that. He brings people out of darkness. He says, I love you. You are now part of my family. I'm your father. And then he fills us with his light so we can go out and show his light to everyone so that others may too come and know this wonderful, loving God. So, in our daily life, tomorrow as we wake up and as we go out, remember, you are the light of the world. So let your light shine. As followers of Jesus, as the light of the world, Go forth and let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Amen.